0: Hi ladies, welcome to the Peace in the Middle Podcast, a platform that provides clarity, insight, and growth to leaders worldwide through practical application and the Christian faith. My name is Wakia, and I'm your host. Alrighty, y'all, as promised, welcome back to the middle. Today we will be discussing Charlemagne and God's book, Shook One, chapter four, Losing My Roots. As always, I have my beautiful best friend, Tashika Little on the line, as well as my sweet and adorable and extremely talented sister, Fatima Farmer. Ladies, welcome to the middle.
1: Hey. Thank you.
0: All righty. So today, we're gonna be talking about Losing My Roots. <clears throat> So tell me, <laughs> I actually listened to this chapter twice, as I always do. I usually listen to it um the day before we record, and I listen to it again right before we record. And I sort of go through then and sort of take a couple of notes, all right, to just get my mind right on um what he's talking about. So it's sort of a little surprising, right? I really expected this chapter to be a little different, um, especially after the hive last chapter. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. This chapter mm-hmm. right here, it took me a little while to get into it, right? So I think I was half I was probably I don't know as because I'm listening to it I probably went I was probably five ten minutes into the chapter before I realized wait a minute what are, we, what are you talking about you know what I'm saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me like the first like like last chapter you see what I'm yeah. saying yeah, yeah however there was a couple points that he didn't touch over towards the so back of the chapter that I, I, thought yeah. in, I I'm sure we are gonna weigh into that cause that's what I was saying I know this is gonna be your book yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um so in this chapter, he talks about, he starts off talking about things like, you know, where I'm from, you know? And, and in this um, chapter, he's pretty much talking about, well, excuse me, in that section, he was talking about, you know, just, he was more interested in learning about really where he descended from, not just being Black, Southern, and American. He wanted to know, like, where are my roots? You know, um, how did I get here? You know, where did I come from? So I guess mm-hmm. my first question is, um are you all interested in learning about you know your roots and how would knowing about it impact your life today
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that's a great question Mm -hmm. thank you man. i
1: think i i have a lot of thoughts about this because this comes up a lot for me because um because of my name so Mm -hmm. because my name is like a very cultural name it's like a lot of um, Muslim people have my name, a lot of Catholic people have my name, and a lot of people in Africa have my name. So I'm constantly being asked, where am I from? Like every day somebody will, will hear my name and be like, oh, where are you from? And I have to have that conversation of, oh, I'm from New Jersey. And then they're like, <laughs> they're like oh no, I mean like, oh, they're like, oh, I mean like where are where you really from? Like, where are you really from from? And I'm like, New Jersey. I'm like, um, due to slavery, all I know is New Jersey and North Carolina. And oh, then wow. they're like, oh, especially when it's like uh, someone that's like from Africa, like Nigerian or Guyanan, they're always like, they're like, oh, like you really don't know. And I'm like, yeah, can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's all. I think the older I get, the more I care about it. In the past, I I never really was like, oh, I I would love to know, but I think the more information that I learn, the more people that I meet. Like, I have a lot of friends who are, you know, like their families are directly from Nigeria. Like, they can trace their roots back. They can go home and visit their family. Like, having that broader um, experience has kind of opened me up to it, where I'm like curious now. Where I'm like, well, where, where am I from? Like, mm-hmm. um. So I think, I, how would it change me t- today? Um. Honestly, I think the biggest part for me would be just having a a sense of culture, right? Like, I think, like he talked about it in the book, like there is a such thing as Black culture and I, I love being Black. I love Black culture. Like, I think we have so many dope and amazing things about just being Black Americans, but I also, you know, I have this kind of like, I don't know what the word is for the feeling, but I... I would like to know what is beyond that. Like I would like like he mentioned, I would like to know what what was my story before my my ancestors being asleep. Like what was their life like before then? What was their what was their story? You know, I I think not having that connection, it it does affect me a little bit when it comes to like just having that pride in my culture. Like, yes, I'm a proud black woman, but it kind of stops there. Like I don't have go to like foods and go to like celebrations. Like it I just don't have that connection to a lot of things. And I think I become I'm becoming more aware of it um the older that I get.
0: <clears throat> you know, you know I was thinking about that. I was thinking that it sort of makes me feel like it's like dot 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 New Jersey, North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. like a part, there's like a, you know, it's like a a cliffhanger before, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. i was like, you show up, really? right? You show up in South Carolina. My mom is from South Carolina, so I was like, you show up. Okay, well, how'd you get to South Carolina? And right. like, what happened? Like, what's what's going on? Um, yeah, I I, I totally I totally understand that. She could mm-hmm. you got something? <clears throat> I feel I feel kind of like um, team of this too. Like when I was younger, it was um. I probably didn't think about it anywhere near as much. I've always um, wanted to go to Africa to visit. I always um, thought the experience period would just be great. But I will say as I get older, it does make me think a little bit more about it. Um, And I I still would love the experience and to, to get more of the cultural history regarding it. But I will have to be honest and say that the spiritual aspect of it is a little scary for me because I'm a firm believer in the one true God. So
1: while I am not like um,
0: I am um, a Christian and I am like but I wouldn't say I'm of a certain state you know a Baptist or whatever I wouldn't be all like that but I definitely believe in God. So for me I think that would be the the only thing that would put maybe a little a little question mark, <laughs> <on my head. laughs> but I would say because I've actually had conversations regarding the um, regarding the African faith with a couple of friends before, and you know we'll be saying something, we'll talk about let's say we'll we'll <coughs> talk about monogamy, and um, you know, and they'll be the first thing they'll be like, well, you know, where well, Africa is not like that, and I'm like, hmm. But you're we're in America after, now. I'm gonna need you to go But like, we're not in, Africa, you're right. in America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but to that point, that is part of the, you know, part of the culture. And that's why I'm saying like I think knowledge is power. I think you should always have knowledge about things because that allows you to make an informed decision. But I will say this, it still allows you to make the decision. This is not a game. <laughs> not, not I agree. It's for me, so but yeah. I, I think it would be great. I still think the knowledge and the, um, getting the background would definitely be good. I just know, don't know that everything would exactly fit like the way it is
1: currently. That's all. <laughs> Can I add something to that? Actually, because I Absolutely. think about the, I think about that often um, of how like I, I haven't done much research on African, you know, religions and faiths and things like that, but. I do think about how, you know, a lot of the things that I feel like I'm naturally drawn to that may not be viewed as as like, like Christian, like Christian religious Christian are things that my ancestors did things that our ancestors did. And it wasn't like, it wasn't viewed as this dark thing. It wasn't viewed as this, it was viewed as sacred. And I think somewhere in in translation, like some of those pieces got dropped and misconstrued. And in no way am I saying like is one thing right or one thing better or one thing wrong. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm just very curious in how you know what what our ancestors practiced, what their religions was, what their faith was. Mm-hmm. How I, I really believe that that stuff is embedded in us, you know. And I think I think a lot of it was stripped from us because our identity was removed in a sense so yep. it's like picking back up these things now in a culture that's a co- in a society that's telling you that these things are wrong when in all actuality you know they could have just been viewed the same way people would view praying or the same way people would view going to church yep. but like somewhere in translation it, it was stripped from us and then um kind of uh transcribed in a different way from what I believe the original intent of a lot of their practices were.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And you think about um, Christianity not even being our original religion anyway. Not even being, you know, what we started with to start with. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. I am now 43 years old. I have been a Christian all of my life. (laughs) (laughs) All of my life. And so thinking about, you know, what you've been raised on and what you truly believe in your heart as being something not wrong or right, like you were saying, but not your religion or not something that would fit mm-hmm. your life better than what Christianity fits my life now. I ain't gonna lie. It is right. causing some... Um, it definitely uh-huh. me some anxiety, some thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, and I, agree, and I and I definitely agree with both of y'all. I definitely, I believe that no matter what I learn, because I'm also interested in learning more about, you know, um, you know, my heritage and everything. But I can pretty much tell you, no matter what I learn, I'm gonna put it through my filter of truth. You know what, mm. what I'm saying? Because I am I'm a girl, and I do have my own mind. I do make my own choices. So, yes. you know, if you're telling me the right thing for me to do is get over here and, um go ahead and kill this chicken and we're doing this chicken blood thing you can count me out i don't care what we're talking about i don't care, <laughs> I, don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you tell me that's not i listen i can't you know like that. people you know what i'm saying like that's you know, my heart it's gonna be my truth because i'm gonna always put it through what i've deemed to be my filter of truth you know um however i would still like to understand it and i would still like to just be aware i like to be aware you know just to be aware of it because obviously just like everybody everything else we all grow and we and we all you know sort of transform and morph into these different people and these different these different um beings right we evolve that's what i'm looking for we evolve and i think even if we were to go back now and like sort of look back on our descendants unless we could find some of this, our descendants who are sitting in rural africa i still think those descendants then are still going, you know. The descendants now, like we use, like the Noah. What's his name? Noah, Trevor, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you when you listen to his book, you know, um, something, some, some, born of a crime or something like that. I think that's the name of his book, born yeah. of a crime. Mm-hmm. When you listen to his book, you know he's obviously born and raised in Africa, and yeah. he talks about when they got their first McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, mm-hmm. the place he grew up was not that rule. So, therefore, yeah. I'm sure a lot of things have already evolved into that thing. So, I doubt very seriously. And he talks in that book how his mom was Christianese, you know, because there was like some, you know, had, had things of Christian in, you know, in her or whatever. So, I definitely think it'd be interesting. I would love to sort of figure it out. I think the trick bag, though, is to get your parents to sort of be interested because we need their information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think. Team, and that's another reason why a lot of times when I go see Daddy, I'm always asking him questions like, "Well, Daddy, tell me about this and tell me about that." Because I realize that eventually those stories are going to be gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: You know, eventually they're going to be gone. And I'm gonna tell you, um, next time we have a reunion down in down in North Carolina, Team, you should definitely come because to have all of them together, to have all the family together, like all Daddy's brothers, sisters together, it is amazing what you learn. <laughs> like it is amazing. <laughs> really. I could have sat in that room with my recorder on and just recording their stories, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of things sort of resonated with me. So I definitely understand um, and you're right, as I get older, I understand that, but most importantly, I realize that if we don't capture them now, those stories are going to be gone. And then our children's children's children are going to be like, uh, you know, I I did have an auntie, you know, I heard this old podcast and my aunt was on there, but I don't know them <laughs> chicks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep, that's yeah, that's exactly right. And there it is. So yeah, I definitely think, um, I don't know, Tima, maybe we'll get together and do something. can you are lucky because all your family is sort of still right there. So I know Mm -hmm. I've been with y'all when y'all have all gotten together and it's absolutely awesome sauce and crazy sauce all at the same time. (laughs) Um, But you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a a beautiful thing to just be over there and have those stories. So I definitely understand it. It amazes me um, how we evolve as we grow as we grow up, right? As we get older and have different experiences, the things that are important, you know, um, are, are, you know, things that we deem to be important today are things we definitely didn't felt was important yesterday. Yeah. I you can tell you, if you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I was like, I care no less about that, ma'am. I'm trying to figure out who I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who I am right now in America, right here. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't think about nothing else right now. But now that life has slowed down and I realized that my time, um, while I'm walking this journey may seem long in real life. It's just a vapor of air. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now I, want to cap, I, I want to know about it. I want, to know, I want to learn as much about it as I can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so the next section he talked about in the book was deep-rooted. Mm-hmm. So deep-rooted, that section pretty much talked about, you know, and that's what he was talking about, how, you know, you're trying to still... Hang out with, once you evolve and move, you know, grow up in your life and going back to the hood, quote, quote, going back to that hood. So I can tell y'all this, this this part of the book was all down my road. Because out of my small circle, and Tima, you also know as well as you, Sheikah, I was the one who got out first. Mm-hmm. Right? I was the one who made it out first. So, and Sheikah, you know, a lot of times I would come home out of, oh, let's go see so and so. Oh, let's go see so and so. Because mm-hmm. I was feeling like, I got to, you know, still keep it real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then I'm a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a of cat. So I'm like, you know, yeah, i still. But listen, you can't be doing that crazy because I can't be, I can't be associated with that crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you I know, know you sort of feel that that way of, and then you know, you feel that way. You feel that way, like you know, I still sort of got to be connected because I don't want nobody to think that I forgot where I came from. And then. And even though Lord knows I am nowhere on his level, nowhere near, but even for my circle and for my family, I knew I was the first one to make it out. You know, I knew I was that one. So to get out and to start getting to the point where I wasn't working in a factory or I wasn't working in, you know, um, you know, I actually had a career, not just a job, not just a job I've been at for a long time. You know, just cause you don't work at that, cause you don't work at that. I guess the question is if you worked at a factory for 20 years, is that your career? Hmm, yep, maybe. that would be correct. That would be correct. Twenty so years say, is a career. That is a career. So let me just say, I am the first one who has not had a career of a factory worker, or that, or, or some some of that. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was just a little different for me, and I, I definitely felt obligated to try to keep it real. And I don't know when I grew out of it. I think I grew out of it when it got to the point where I would come home and I didn't have time to really go see nobody else. She's I mean, like, was she like, we and I hold a full and I had time. Like, I, just, I would love to go see some I just ain't got time. Just, yep. you, know, like, you know what I'm saying? And then when I would go see people, and then they would still be talking about, you know, smoking weed and night. We're, we're, we're 32. Up. We're 32. We're 33 years old, people. Mm-hmm. What you talk about? You know, and they're still doing the same thing. And that's when I realized, you know what? It ain't that serious because we ain't talking about the same. You know, we just not talking about the same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Fatima, have you had to experience that?
1: I don't think I've experienced that when it comes to friends, because honestly, I i don't know. Maybe I was just weird, <laughs> but, like, a lot of my, my friends that I did hood rat things with, <laughs> like, we stopped being friends a, a long time ago, like, probably, like, when I went to high school you know, I felt like my friend circle kind of shifted. So from high school until now, I've had the same exact group of friends. So I've never had to like, keep it real or like any of that, because we all grew up in the same, we, I don't want to say we grew up the same way, but we just have known each other during a phase where we were all growing and shifting. And it was ne- our friendship wasn't built on those type of things, you know, like it, it wasn't, it was never about that. So I never felt the need to kind of stay in that bubble um and then i i will say though um i don't know if this is off topic but it it kind kind of relates in my mind but i think when i started like my faith journey if anything that was when Ah, i kind of felt that shift yeah like i felt like um it and these weren't like tight friends this was more of just people that i just knew and i would just hang out with and like I feel like when I started that journey and I got very like serious about my walk with God and I got very like into just learning about like just everything related to God and talking about God and like being vocal about it I think that shifted a lot where it was like I would find myself at different events or at a friend's house like a friend of a friend's house and like in the past everyone would just be hanging out smoking drinking and like I would be a part of it it would be cool but then at a certain point I just wasn't interested anymore so I would just be sitting there kind of bored like all right yeah I think I'm gonna go because this is just not my scene anymore and and eventually it just got to the point where just like certain people I just kind of stopped talking to I just stopped going to certain events stopped going to certain people's house it was just like I just we just naturally distance ourselves but like I said it wasn't like tight friendship so I didn't really feel pressured it was just like an observation like I was kind of like oh wow like I used to you know, like in the weekends or in, during the summertime, there was like certain groups of people that I would hang out with, and that's what was the basis of our like communication. And now since that doesn't happen, it's like we have nothing to talk about. So I don't see them. I don't hear from them. That's just <laughs> it's just not a thing anymore.
0: No, I definitely, I, I, I definitely went through that. I definitely all day. Uh, I probably still go through that still now. Honestly, wow. I think the different, the more I grow, the more people drop off. That's because you evolve. That's what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you, we're we're old. You as you get older, different things become important to you. And when you look back and the people that you grew up with in the neighborhood that you were in, those things don't affect your life anymore. I'm not. I ain't. Well, first of all, you know I've never smoked weed anyway. But you man, you you forty something years old. You still smoking weed like when you was a kid. You're still running the streets like you used a kid. You're still going to the club. You're still doing the same things that you were doing when we were younger. So, now, kid, yours is a little different because you actually have to come back to home, come back to home. I'm still here, still chilling yeah. in the same place. <laughs> but, yeah. once again, it's still, you're still able to evolve being in the same place because I can definitely tell you I don't hang out with the same people I grew up with. Now, don't get me wrong, because I still love a lot of them, and of course, if I see any of them in the street, I'm definitely going to speak, but it's not my circle. It's not my circle, because we don't run, we don't do the same kind of things. So, Mm -hmm. I think most people are are like that when they evolve. When you get to the point where you know that this is the type of life that I'm going to be and um, to have, then you surround yourself with the people who fit into that life that you want to have, and you have to the only thing I think with um Charlemagne was a little different is because he made it so big and he felt guilty about it. That was the whole thing. Right. And that's how I was gonna talk, was gonna talk about survivor's remorse. Right. Yeah. That's where he was going. He was like that survivor's remorse. And I'm gonna yeah. be honest, I felt that big time. Like I felt that like big time. Just, yeah, oh yeah. I gotta help this person. I gotta... because you wanna help, because you almost feel guilty for oh, making yeah, it yeah. like you feel guilty, yeah. you feel guilty for getting out especially when you know especially when you know that that struggle the only reason why you made it out was grace in my case I ain't like Charlemagne so I ain't had no great you know I ain't no you know doing some time and all that I had to do it a long old-fashioned way military. I mean so Mm -hmm. you know just to try to get out even though I wasn't balling like that Mm -hmm. I was balling better more than anybody else I knew you know what I'm saying And so, you know what, Kia, for you too, people made you feel guilty. Oh, I know even now people are always uh, requesting things of you that uh, it's not fair. It's it not even not. fair to put you in that position. And I think that is part probably more of yours than anything else. how is, who who do you think you are? Like, why do you think it's a pro- like when mm. um Charlemagne was talking about his cousin or whoever that was. Right. He afraid, his friend comes, Put, me on. Put, me, on, me, on. Put me on. Thank you. Am I your baby daddy? Why in the world right. are you asking me to pay for your summer your child's summer camp? It would be different if it was something that was an emergency. We are talking about summer mm-hmm. camp. That is a total luxury. This is not a game. I have not been a summer agree. camp. Please I agree with so when you're trying to ask somebody for stuff like that. No, why in the world? Do not please do not feel guilty. If you want to spend $300, three hundred, three thousand dollars on the costume, just like your wife said, that's your money. You work hard for that money. You spend that money on what you want to. So I was like, "What in the world?" Please, no. It, 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 is, it is really just amazing to me, you know. And so I've learned obviously to say no, and I've learned mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, no, that's not my issue. That's not my situation. That's not my problem." Mm-hmm. But um, I know you don't care. You still feel guilty though. I, you know, I feel like because I, I have to think about like, I have to really, really think about like, I'm, you know, what am I doing? Especially you hit me with like light deals, You know what I'm saying? You hit me with light yeah. bills. Or, mm-hmm. now, you know, it's easy, it's easy for you to, for me to shut down something like a one. It's easy for yeah. me to shut you down with a one. That's not even a thing because I don't, I don't like this, I, you know me, i got this thing about supplying ones. Um, mm-hmm. You hit me with that need though. That need is, that niggles at me all the time. Now I have to honestly admit, I'm going to say probably over the last year. Um, especially with both my parents being sick, both my parents getting in and out of the hospital, I definitely have cut it, I cut it down because I was like, listen, if your name ain't this or this, don't call me. Don't call me tonight. <laughs> like, hey, right now, I gotta have all funds available for these two because these two belong to me. Um, yep. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it took, I'm gonna be honest, it really took that event. So now I'm 42. So literally, up until I was 40, Mm-hmm. I was still doing that. You know what I'm saying? I was still feeling some kind of way. And like I said, if it was not for the fact of my parents hitting it and me realizing now, wait a minute, you know, these two jokers belong to me. Like if something go down with these jokers, I need to be available to do what I need to do for them. So I can't be like giving everything to everybody else. Cause as soon as my parents down, everybody, you know, don't nobody want to look me in the eye. You know what I'm saying? Everybody like, right, You know what I'm saying? Whoa. I was like, I can't with y'all. So then at that point, I pulled everything back in and I said, I'm just not giving out to anybody but these people, and um, that's what we're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing. And I mean, I still took a lot of flack from that from my family. Like, my family, I felt that. Like, I felt a lot of um, silence. Mm-hmm. Silence. You know? mm-hmm. Like, it was this extreme silence. Um, and even now, some of those relationships are still very strained. Like, they're very strained. And mm-hmm. so um... Yeah, but it is what it is at this point. You know, it is what it is. And I just, I don't really feel the guilt anymore because now I feel like I have other responsibilities. That's good. That's good. Because I know that weighed on you for a while. Oh, my I think, God. I think it's so horrible. I think it's so. I don't owe you anything. I do not owe you shit, Nick. Not nothing. Nothing. Especially because they act like I, I hit the lottery. I'm going to work every you day. Know, listen, to listen, to... listen. I like I ain't going to buy no (laughs) (laughs) $2,000. Not like you was working for your money. Not (laughs) like you was working every day for your money. I'm working every day. Thank oh, you, exactly. All day long on that work, you know. Um, you. And I think that was the thing. So I definitely understood what he, what he was saying about just that survivor, you know, that survivor's guilt, just making it out. And even though, and I'm glad we're talking about this now, just to let people know that you don't have to be on a Charlemagne's level to feel that. It's just anytime you done made it from one situation to another. Yeah, and you, you that's Your, homie, your behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta leave it behind because you're like, even though we all got the same choices, you know, we've all made decisions, we've all made, you know, we all have the same options to some, you know, to some degree, but I'm a firm believer that if you want to get out, you'll get out.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll yeah. get
0: out. It's hard. I ain't saying it's easy, but it's. But you can get out, you know what I'm saying? And so now I just don't feel guilty about it. I'm just like, we doing it. I would love for you to join to. me. Like,
1: I would love for you to join me. I would like so to add have. something to that. Um, not so much with like um, friends, yeah. The way he was describing but that def- well he talked about family a little bit too but mm-hmm. i think i i feel that way a lot of the times with like my parents honestly like and i i say oh, that because
0: that?
1: yeah i say that because like
0: what we talking about why are we gonna talk
1: like, about that you know know how I am like I'm gonna just say it so so it's out there There right 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 I just think like I struggle with it because kind of what we were touching on last week of like my mindset is so different like I don't think I don't I think that the fact that I I don't even want to say I made it out, but the fact that I don't have the life that statistics told me I would have based upon where I grew up, it makes me feel like, like I almost feel um, guilty for the fact that my parents didn't have the same opportunities that I had. So I'm excelling because I had better opportunities, but what he mentioned in the book about like, you know, i think you mentioned this of like taking what taking what um what your parent your parents and your ancestors been through and really making the best of of your situation because of that like because of their adversities because of their struggles because of you know the things that they suffered through they were ever able to provide better better for us to some extent even if it was just a better mindset like i remember all the time the things that my mom used to say to me about like you know if you want it like make it happen like if you believe you can do it do it like she would pour into me even though i never seen her have that level of of rigor for her own life to be honest when it came to like her career so the fact that i was blessed with that type of um that type of motivation And having some of the resources and tools and also like being fortunate enough to grow up in a society that that allowed me to find creative ways to support my dreams. is like sometimes I feel guilty that like my parents didn't have that opportunity. So when I say things like I'm prioritizing my self-care or. I'm going on a vacation next week just because, because my job allows me to take off whenever I want to, like just because I can, just because I have the money to, I almost feel guilty sometimes that I'm like, they didn't have these luxuries. So it almost is like crazy sometimes to say what I'm saying. But a lot of times I try to look at it from the lens of, I'm sharing this with you because, I, I I want you to see what's possible. Like, I want you to know that what you did made this possible for me. And it's possible for you too, you know? Like, I, I almost want to, like, open open my parents' eyes, my family's eyes to the fact that, like, it's possible for you too. It's not just me. I didn't just get lucky. Like, I think it's a combination of hard work, timing, but also, like, the that mindset. Like, shifting my mindset that, like, I don't have to be a a teenage mom and living in the hood and working in retail for the rest of my life like having that mindset shift I think was the biggest part of all of it you know but I I do struggle with guilt sometimes around that because it's like not everyone has that mindset shift there's so many people Mm -hmm. that I know that still you know have that that life that I just described and they're just they're just comfortable in it like they Mm -hmm. it's like they don't even know that there's other options they don't know that other things exist and that that sometimes does make me feel a little like that that remorse that he mentioned like I I definitely resonate in that sense
0: however I think how I deal with the dealing with the parents part is because I and I something I've always told my mom and what I try to do my dad is that is that you know as I grow up and as I do better by default they will be better you know what I'm saying? Like, I will take you on vacation. I will ensure that you want for nothing. I will do all these parts because I realized that if it was not for your struggle and if it was not for your work ethic, if it was not for your, your, your tenacity of showing me how to get up and get there, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. So the best way for me to show, you know, to, to pay it back to them is to make sure that now, you know, it was a time I was paying every bill in my mother's house. Like, that was a thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I want her to know, listen, I am where I am today because you put in that time. You showed me how to get up and get there. You know what I'm saying? You might, Well, you, you instilled in me that. You instilled in me that, that drive to get up and get there. So even though she did not, by no means did she do it. However, listen, you can't keep a good woman down, ma'am. So, <laughs> you know, my mother told me how to get up and hustle and, you know, and, and do that thing. So for her, I always try to make sure that she understands that she will want for nothing. You know oh, even inside like with daddy, I want to make sure that he has the best that I can do for him. You know what I'm saying? Because I want him to understand that because of the sacrifices that you did make, whether it was that, even though you didn't do that, you, the things you did for me, I, it, was, it was a little different, but you showed me about the, the whole work ethic. Walking to work, even when it started snowing, walking to work right. in the rain, doing what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? So he mm-hmm. instilled that thing in me. So the best way I can now pay it back to them is to show them hey, your time wasn't worth it. Your investment wasn't worth it. Worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't in vain. And I was paying attention. The very right. minute my mom I could show you, is I was paying attention, I remember I was talking to my mother one day about something. I, I had, I had did something, I had had some accomplishment or whatever, and I couldn't wait to call her. And I called her and told her about it. And, um, matter of fact, I think it's honestly when I opened up walk- Water Walker when I did the cards and I sent her a copy of the cards. And my okay. mom was so happy and she was so impressed. And I remember her calling me and she saying, because I sent her just, I just sent her a copy of the cards. And then she called me and she said, Oh my goodness gracious, she said, and she said I am so proud of you. She said, And just think. You came out of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for me, that's it. Like, that's the best gift I can give her right there to show her that a you know, teenage mom wasn't in vain. She still did yeah. right. You see what I'm saying? So right, that's right, how right. I sort of deal with that. I don't have guilt when it comes to my parents. Not at all. Now, my cousins and my, and my aunties and my uncles, them jokers, you know, they got the guilt card. But my mom and dad, not at all. Not at all. They're never, never that
1: you know you know i think i have that guilt though because i feel like i'm in that spot in the middle where i can do some things but i can't do everything i would like to do you know so like like you know for example like for for my 27th birthday like i took my mom to mexico first time out of the country first time on a plane first time on a cruise ship like I, i wanted to do that for her as like almost like like it's it's my birthday but I really want to celebrate you because I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing if it was not for you you know and but it's like those moments right now they don't feel like it's something that I can like do all the time so I still I still struggle with that and maybe I just need to find like smaller ways to kind of yeah because I don't know (laughs) it's something that I that I think about like every day honestly
0: I mean, I, I think that and, and she got this I her to be true too. Even with my your, your mom, obviously, you know, my other mom. Um, I got like three of them. I got like three moms at this point. Um, <laughs> um, but like with mom, you know, the fact that, you know, we, you know, you do stuff for her when you can. You know what I'm saying? It's like a little stuff. It's like a little stuff we do. And Tima, I know for a fact that the fact that you go up and see daddy, you do these things with daddy. Those are little things, right? Because daddy told me one time that, you know, his plenty of people live in his building that nobody comes see. You know what I'm saying? He knows his kids are right there. So it's like those little things like that don't, they don't have to really be on that big scale. Um, and I really don't do stuff on a big scale as much as I used to. I still, you know, I, right now um, I'm all about needs because their needs are different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Their needs now are different. And like, just like you, you know, I, I did the big stuff for mine, did all that kind of stuff for her, but I, it's more like now I try to make sure I fill in those needs, you know, I, I, I fill in those, those gaps. And they so appreciate that. Like, they so really, really, really appreciate that. And I think that, to me, is why I don't feel like the parents, my parents, anyway, your parents, don't really pull a guilt card. So, she, what, what about you with mom? How's that? Um, Girl, she, she ain't going to get this podcast, dog. She ain't going to get it. <laughs> she ain't going to get it. You know me. I don't care about that. This ain't no game. <laughs> so, my only thing is, I do go through some of it, um, Sometimes, sometimes, but I'm going to be honest with you and say not that often because I just don't believe in that. I believe I'm grown <laughs> and I am not going to let somebody guilt me in the some kind of way. And you know she be trying, you know she be trying. But no, man, no, man, I'm grown. When, that, when I was a kid, that I can understand that kind of stuff then. But as for right now, I'm making my own decisions. I'm only going to feel bad about what I feel, what I decide I want to feel bad about. But right now, because we're so close, like in um, distance, yeah. <laughs> so, well, no, close, I know. It's really, like, really a non-issue now. If she needs something, she just calls me. She walked down here, you know, so right now ain't no needs really going unmet. But I will say that um, I have found lately, because I say no, I believe in that, my sister tends to get more of it than I do. So she, um, most of the time, she will call me if Chantel says no. If if Chantel say no, then she'll call me or then she'll text me or whatever, whatever. But but for the most part, you know, she doesn't ask for a lot for me. So when she does ask me for stuff, I have no problem telling her yes. It's it's normally not anything big. And even if she asks me for something, if I don't want to do it, I say no. This ain't no game. Uh Uh-uh. I don't, I don't have it. Let's just say, let's just say, and I think, I think we're going to preface that just to say, cause sometimes mom be asking for crazy stuff that we don't believe in. So we're we really going ask for something that's going, that's not going to be beneficial. So we be like, mm-hmm. you ain't even going to use that, my money for that. So that's that another reason. Every time I see mom, she used to say, let me get And I'm like, oh, mom, I ain't got it. You know Every what I <laughs> get to the point <laughs> where you don't need to take your purse <laughs> into the house. Don't right. you I don't know, too. she ain't going to do right by. She ain't going to do right by. Yeah. <laughs> i around with her with my money. Because so at that part, that's like what Charlamagne was saying, how that Jay-Z lyric was like, at this point, I'm just part of the problem. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Not only that, why are you asking me to buy stuff that you know good and they ain't going well? I'm going to say no, too. I'm not about? Buy cigarettes. i do not buy about?
1: cigarettes
0: with your money. I'm not right. buying cigarettes with my money. Right. I don't believe in that, so I'm not going to do that. That's what I'm saying. You, you know, sometimes they put themselves in the position, too. You know Absolutely. me. Absolutely. That is a true statement. That I'm going to tell you the truth. I have never, even when daddy would come down here, daddy would like ask me to go get my beer. I'm be like, oh, okay. I don't know what to say in there. I don't even, I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know what to say. So my husband <laughs> would go get him one. But you can't count on me. I was like, daddy, when you could not hear this, is a, this is a dry house. I don't know what you want me to do. Because right. I, I, I don't even know what you want me to say. You might. They try mm-hmm. to put you in those little different those little different things. but for the most part, for the most part, I think, you know, I think I'm good with the, with the, with the survivor's um, remorse now. I don't think I deal with it as much as i um supposed to. And honestly, and she does because I just say no, like you. I just, yeah. Sometimes you guys say, uh-uh, I can't. I just can't. And it's you know, crazy because so I was worse with it when I was younger, when I couldn't say no as easily as I do now. For some reason, I don't know what the heck was wrong with me. I always said yes to stuff I didn't want to do. So as you get older, evolve and come into your own, for me anyway, it worked that way. Once I once I was like, uh, I'm a grown woman. This is not a game. Man, all that guilt fell the way. All that fell away. I do the best that I can for the people that I care about. If, if I care about you, then I will make sure that I do the best that I can for you. Within <laughs> reason. <Yep. clears throat> <All of> that, <throat> within that, reason. In consequence. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. So let's talk about (laughs) this little section right here, this dropping demon section. This This right here. This like this little section right here with this TT. Honey, that TT had that mama fall That TT. That that TT. I'm serious, honey. Because that mama was crying in the street. You hear me? (laughs) I mean... That T T. So, oh, what well was T tiki. tiki? That Tiki. So okay, huh? So this right here section really was all about, you know, trying to impress people in the anxiety of your first love, of dealing with your first love, and that love, and trying to get people to love you back. Woo, mm-hmm. just chika and the shame. Let's talk oh, about God. that. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's all me i'm
1: glad we ain't starting with me listen' oh, I'm coming to you. listen listen i'm coming to you but we're gonna
0: start with her because i was listen, i literally listened to this last night and i literally texted her and said "Woo, this chapter is all you and she hadn't even heard it yet. she had because she was the word she had heard her she was like oh really i'm gonna listen to it now i was like oh yeah it's all you i said oh, yeah. oh, a little bit of I don't think about the survivors, the survivors. One. I was like. there's a little bit of me, but it's all you, ma'am. It's all you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. How do you deal with that? And what does that look like to you? Like, how do you, the experience of dealing with that, the, the whole thing of wanting someone to love you so bad, and I guess the, the anxiety you feel with that, like, what is that? And then how do you deal with that? What does that look like to you? So I, 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 I wish was, I, I could, could say, yeah. say that I said like over the years I've gotten better. Let's start with that, but <laughs> I would say that is still oh, a work yeah. of friends. While I <laughs> am definitely better in certain aspects, I am, I just have to acknowledge that I am a person who loves hard and when I love somebody, I love somebody. So it is a lot harder for me to just give up on somebody or a relationship. And I will say, I think part the um, part of what resonated with me really, really good was the therapist notes at the end of the chapter. Yes. The part was we always look to ourselves. And I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you that I have had several people that I have been in serious committed relationships with. And in the end, when it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to, whether you remain friends or not, you ask the person, what did I do wrong? What, what, why couldn't we make it work? What was wrong with me to the point that you could not love me the way that I loved you, you know? And I think, unfortunately, that is so many of our viewpoints that when they don't love us or they don't treat us the way that we feel like they should, especially when them bamas get with the next person and give them everything that you wanted. That you deserve without even asking, without even asking, they automatically do it for somebody else and you automatically think, well, This must be a defect in me. This, that means that something has to be wrong with me that you're not doing this for me, but you would do it for the next person so willingly Man, that's some BS. How about that? It just means that we have to make the decision on how are we going to allow somebody to love us and stick to it? You can you can love somebody to death, but if a person in the end doesn't treat you the way that you want to be treated, then you have to be the one to saying, "Look, I'm just not going to deal with you no more." I read this thing on Facebook today, which is so crazy because I was like, "This is this right here, this right here, this is this is what's going on right now." <laughs> it said uh, it had like five different things. But the main thing that of course stuck out in my mind was that um, if a person wants to be with you, then they will be with you. If a person wants to do something for you, then they will do it. There's nothing in you that's going to make somebody else treat you a certain way. They're only going to do it. It has to be something inside of them that makes them treat you a certain way. And that's the whole thing. We're always gonna have to be true to ourselves. And understand that being. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, the fact that you got it off of Facebook and that was a light. I've been saying that <laughs> thing for years. I, maybe I should not even put it on Facebook and sit on Facebook, girl. I think I might have shared it. <laughs> I'm just Because I've been saying the same thing for years. Like, just listen, listen, listen. But I get it. When you, edit, it, when you edit in it, in the that's midst true. of it, that's true. That's true. All that's right. true. what it is. That's what you always go ask the same questions. That's the way you do the shit over and over. again you know what the world? I ain't learned nothing the last time. I thought I learned something the last time but apparently I ain't nothing. learned the last time. nothing Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just ain't learned nothing. I, said, nothing. I have said I am a work in progress. Thank you. I, man. Get, it. I get it. Luckily I still love you so I'm going to be hanging on for the ride. But yeah. I'll Appreciate hang it on you. for the ride. Appreciate this. Appreciate
1: All this right but what you got? What you got? Let's hear <coughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I think, you know, I think she covered it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what? I, feel, I feel pretty good about that.
0: <laughs> I like it, girl. <laughs> but the was said it all. She said it all. I mean, you know, I, you I second know.
1: everything she just
0: said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> I mean, but is there, a, is there like an anxiety part with that? No, as far as just letting go? Because he was really hard about letting go.
1: Okay. Absolutely. I will I will share something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm organized. Oh, you, know, you, you know I'm going to put it out. So I'm coming. I'm just saying. I'm coming. All right. I, I too, wish that I could say that it's something that was in the past and I've evolved, <laughs> but I have not. <laughs> um, it's definitely a work in progress, um, but I feel like uh, the part about, like, having that anxiety about how, like, what it kind of boils down to is anxiety around how the other person is perceiving you. Mm-hmm. And in and, and any way, whether it's romantic, whether it's friendship, it's always anxiety about how are other people perceiving me. But I think in a situation when love is involved, it just makes you feel so vulnerable. And I completely resonate with what you were saying about like that feeling of wanting to know what went wrong. Like mm-hmm. that is just like it It just that gives me anxiety when something doesn't pan out the way I Expected it to, and I'm left with all these questions about, but why did this happen and why didn't that happen? And I thought everything was going fine. Like, just those questions give me so much anxiety. And I'm also like, I'm I'm kind of the opposite of you. Like, I haven't been in a lot of relationships. Like, I've been in a very long term relationship. So, like, dating and all of that is like very new to me. So. I, I feel like a lot of times I'm like, is this is it normal to feel this way? Like I have anxiety about my anxiety because I'm like, <laughs> is, is this okay? <laughs> like, is this how most people feel when they're dating? Is this how is this how dating works? Am I dating? Am I actually dating? like what's thing? happening? We don't even know we don't even know when we, we, we date. And look, not only dating. I'm gonna tell you like one of the harder parts to me
0: is like, I am a homebody. I don't like to go out. I'm just going to be real honest with you. I am a Netflix and chill type of girl. So if a man is saying to me that he wants to come over, and we're not talking about sex now. We're just talking about he wants to come over and hang out, and that's what he want to do. I mean, literally, Kia has to say, no, he needs to take you out. Literally. I mean, no, y'all need to leave the house. Y'all need to wow. go out. Y'all need to do some other stuff. You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm okay, but I feel like him coming over is a date. You know. He, he told me it's not a date. That is not the definition of a date. <laughs> that is not a date. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, hey, Tima, I'm I'm
1: just so you know, I can relate with you. I feel like you would. Yeah, that's a it's a struggle for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day with more time, <laughs> I'll have some solid input to add. But right now, I I don't have much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now let's it, you know, because
0: Kea been married for a hundred years, so
1: how's <laughs> so different? It is not even
0: the same as ours. That's the yeah. difference. I agree? You know? Agree. Uh-huh. But I, I mean, I've been married for a hundred years, but it ain't, I mean, I I start off this game Mary You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I threw a couple of fish back. But my thing about it is I, I, I did the whole thing. I had rules. I had I, But let me just be fair, and I just let's just be really honest. I did take a year off to sort of get my life together and sort of concentrate on me and understand who I was and understand myself back, my own self-worth, and my own value. And therefore, when, when I went back into the dating game, I had certain rules. I had certain things that I was going to willing to accept. And I had a list of things that I was not prepared to budge off of any of those things. Like I was very set on this is what I really was. <clears throat> interested in and I really was, did that qualification on what I felt like I was like I thought if I was this then I want that like this this is a thing because I thought like he was getting that so if he's getting the very best why should I settle for less that doesn't make sense to me you know what I'm saying yeah. but if I was taking that time out first to assess what I deem to be my own self worth, then it would you know that's the only way I was able to break free if I'd be completely honest and that meant I threw a lot of people back like I threw people I was meeting them and I'm like nah you can't you know what I'm saying like I can't you know because I just I couldn't because at that point I was just determined that this is my value and all I could remember my mama telling me was you're top shelf you're top shelf don't just accept it for you're pretty enough to choose so choose those are the right words of the deep you're pretty enough to choose so choose and that's what I did I mean and I think that's what it really boiled down to I mean, because I had a couple, you know, let's face it, ladies, I've had some losers, but, you know, as I, <laughs> as I, I mean, just in all fairness and in all truth, I definitely had some losers, but as I grew up and when I really started to understand my self-worth and my value my value, that's when I didn't, I no longer start having these Charlamagne experiences like you described in this book, and I think, and I, and, I, and let's, so let's just talk about it, so let me just put it out there. Ladies, as y'all are listening to this, once you determine your value and your worth, you won't let nobody else tell you, give you anything than, than what your worth. And you know, and I and I just think that this to be true. I mean, I just honestly, honestly, honestly think that to be true. One of my girlfriends told me, said to me the other day, she said, "Wakia, she said, what I really respect about you is that you are always a," she said, "you are always a thermostat, never a thermometer." She says, so when you come into a room, you set the temperature. You don't read what everybody else is already doing. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know what right. I'm saying? You're going to treat me a certain way. I'm going to tell you how to treat me, and this is the only thing I will accept. And that's it. That's it. That's all we're doing. And y'all both know my husband. So, you know, it's not like my husband's a pushover by no means. He's not a pushover. But there are expectations here. There are expectations here, people. You know, so... um." And and that's just it, you know, I'm gonna set that temperature. And I think if any when 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 that young lady gets to a point where she's deciding what her worth is, it's easy at that point to be like, uh-uh, nah. Cause that's what Charlemagne was dealing with it here, in my opinion. He was going after that chick because he really in his real life he didn't think he was good enough for her. You know what I'm saying? From the get he already had these feelings like he really wasn't good enough for her. And he felt, you know, happy and just and just um blessed that she was with him. And my I'm thinking, you're and you should be happy to be with me because I'm top shelf. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So because of that, it makes it easier for me. I mean, honestly, it just honestly, honestly, honestly um, makes it easier to me. And that's literally the same mindset I pretty much have in my career, you know, and, and, you know, wherever I am, is that I am, I am the thermostat. I set the temperature. That's
1: how I go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? but I, I have a question so okay <clears throat> sorry this is turning into me interview you now <laughs> but <laughs> because I, like, you can just say something like that and not tell the people how you did it like in that year of you being to yourself like how did you get to that point where you just had this understanding of your worth like that doesn't just happen
0: um, you know what it is? Honestly, I think I spent a lot more time with God. I talked to God a lot about what I am, and I'm gonna be honest with you. It was so crazy. Like I went through this phase where the way my if you go into my in my old house, the way my bedroom was, my bedroom sort of faced my my um dresser with a mirror on it, and it's like every morning I would get out of bed and I would look at myself in the mirror and I would say stuff like "I love you, you are great," you know. So like oh, you remember my own um. The help, and she's like, "You are beautiful. You are kind. Mm-hmm. You are a boy. You know, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> so I would literally get in the bed, and I would look at myself, and I would say, "You are beautiful. You are worth it. You know what I'm saying? You are his. You are chosen. You are called. You know?" What I'm saying? And I would be saying all these things to me, to where after a while, I started believing it. So even when I would meet somebody, and then let me just be very clear, I would go out on a date with a guy, and I would go on a date with that, and like when I got back, I would be like, okay, well, I didn't like this. So if I didn't like this, the opposite of what I did not want means that's what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So if you tell me you ain't a drink, because you know, I don't drink, but and you know, if you say something, this was a the, con- the, the lie. Because she can how many times did I tell you about this? I'm just a social drinker. But you joke, joke, you drink socially every Friday and Saturday. That ain't social to me. That's 50, you drink it 52 times a year. I can't with you, that's a little too social for me. So yeah. then I would get to the point where I'd say, okay, great, well, I don't want my man to drink. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't drink. So I didn't think it was unreasonable for me. Why should you get a person who's going to be sober and it's a person who you can always depend on and who ain't going to cause no crazy problems? But yeah, I got to have somebody who ain't like that? That's not mm-hmm. fair to me. Because my okay. value was telling me I deserve better than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... And then honestly, and as I started getting to know more and more and more who I was in Christ, like what I deserved in him and, and how, and then I started saying, Lord, I'm looking for a husband. I'm not no longer looking for a boyfriend. I don't have, I've been, I've been having a boyfriend since I was 11 years old. I was no longer looking for a boyfriend. So now my whole game shifted and I just, I just started wanting different things. I started acting more like a wife too. Like, you know, I kept my house clean. I kept food in my refrigerator. I did all those little things because I'm already like in wife training. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm already getting there in my mind. My whole theory, my whole mindset just shifted. You know, and I was going out with a lot of guys. I'm gonna be very honest with y'all because I was I dated online. So that year before I met my husband, I probably dated like thirty something guys in that one year. I mean, yeah, I but that. you broke like as day. soon as they did something, <laughs> you ain't like out. the right. You must be a second glance. No man. I, like, no, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And that's exactly what it was. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. because I had already had a standard. And my thing is, all I kept saying is, they not having to make it. They not having to sacrifice on me. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're not sacrificing on me like you're not taking that hit on you so basically what you're saying is i gotta take the sacrifice that don't make sense to me like that doesn't that that, that ain't that ain't where's that written where's that written i can't tell me where that's written <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i just couldn't understand it I, and so therefore i wouldn't me meet them go out with them i i on on no sex no no sex we're not doing any sex here and i would literally go out with you and we would, we would have a good time but if you did not Mm-mm. if you did anything that i just didn't want to really live with later I couldn't keep you. I just couldn't. And all I kept thinking was you're your you're prenup to have a choice, choose. You ain't got to take the first thing coming. But that's a worse thing. That's honestly just mm-hmm. a worse thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that once you get there, once you get there, you're very clear on whether or not you're dating. Because you're, the therm- you're the thermostat. I knew I was dating them jokers. I'm going to be honest, when me and my husband first started dating, we was probably together. I don't know, maybe like three, four weeks. My husband went and bought a truck. He went and bought a truck. I was actually, I was actually on I was actually on um, um, travel, business travel, and he called me and was like, "Oh my goodness, I just got this this truck, woo I was so upset with him, and you know why? Because now he was not my husband. we started probably only date like a month. But I knew in my heart of hearts that he was he was my husband. Like I already claimed that I knew that was him. And I was like, listen, don't be war him spending that money all, like that. And he's like, what are you talking about? This is my money. I said, no, this is that's ours. Like that's ours. That's our money. At that point I thought I had blew it and He was just like, um, but you know, I was letting him, because I I told him, I said, listen, I said, one day you're going to be my husband. So I really want us, and he's like, your husband. I was like, listen, sir, this is it. (laughs) One day you're going to be my husband. (laughs) And we got to get to a point where we're talking things like this through. Like when you're making these big decisions, I want to at least be up. I don't have, you know, you can't, you're not coming to me for permission. That's not a thing, but I would at least like to be included. Like you don't surprise me with a $50,000 $50,000 purchase. That's not, that's not a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you you, you know, that's not what you do. You come to me, and you, you know, let's talk about these things. So even from the beginning, I was already in a, in a mode of this is how you're going to treat me. Mm-hmm. This is how, this is what we're doing. You see what I'm saying? And that's, mm-hmm. and that's honestly how it was. It's all about me knowing how who, who I am. And if I, if I be truthful, I was prepared if I had to, to do it alone. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was though, because I was praying for a husband and I was expecting God to do what he said he was going to do. You know what I'm saying? I kept saying stuff like, Lord, your word said it. when If a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. So I'm trying to make sure I'm the best thing he can find. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got to be the best thing he can find. Like I got to be the best thing. Like, my house is always spotless. You know, I would, you know, I, oh my goodness. Like, I, I would go grocery shopping. I would, like, be at Costco and places like that. Had all this paper. Because I'm thinking in my mind, I'm, I'm already in a keep house training. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my truth. Okay. And, Tashika, you can yeah. validate it. You that's know, that's fine. my truth. Absolutely, that is my the truth. Name. Like that's that's how I was. Everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody thought I was crazy. But let me just say, I had like thirty something things on my list of a man that I wanted, and my husband hit all of them except for one. And the only thing he did not hit was that my husband. I met my husband. He's a very slim man. Don't worry, people. I fix that. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Don't worry about that. I fixed that. You know what I'm saying? But everything else to the color of his skin, to the way he, you know, the way he moved, to the point of, you know, how he wore, I wanted a man, you know, and I'm telling y'all, when I was asking God for my husband, I was asking for, y'all, the Bible says you have not because you ask not, so I was asking, I was like, Lord, I want a man who's going to work every day in a suit and tie, because I want somebody who has a career. I want somebody who knows what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and literally, when I met my husband, he wore a suit and tie. You know, it was just one of these, it was just one of these things. Cause though, and you know, while I realized that may be a little shallow now. That's still what I wanted, though. Men right. sit down all the time. and They talk about what they want in a woman. Why can't we do the same thing and, and stick to it? Yep. Right. They say, oh, they want a big butt. They want this. They want that in the third. Okay, cool. While you're getting your big butt, I want you to have one of the students you go going to work. That's what I want. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> that's yeah. my truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wanted somebody who had a career, not a job. Like, I want you to be have something that you invested in. That, those, yeah. you know, those were my things because that's what he was getting from me, though. That's all I'm yeah. saying, man. He was getting yeah. there for me. Mm-hmm. My mother literally thought that I was nuts. She she told me. She said, "You're never, ever, ever gonna get all this stuff on this list." And I said, "Well, he ain't gonna get it either, though. Mm-hmm. He ain't get it either." So I guess we did a match set. <laughs> there wow. it is.
1: So yeah, that's that's my truth, ladies. Well, thank Order. you for elaborating. <laughs> I will be Don't... sharing this podcast with all of my friends i'm sure <laughs> you will to listen
0: to this part specifically <laughs> yes, yes, yes. i mean Now, here yeah. yeah. for the people who don't know tell her how long you've been married oh my goodness gracious so we just celebrated our 15th year and i met him on blackplanet.com Yay. Wow. Yes.
1: Yay. <laughs> well let me just go ahead and sign up
0: for Black Planet right
1: I the out
0: there now or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Yes. I mean it's it's and it's really been great. And he's a great guy. He makes me extremely happy. He's patient. He's kind. He's completely supportive. And he's not a pushover. Y'all know him he ain't a pushover, but you know, he is definitely <laughs> he is for me. Mm-hmm. And he treat, he literally treats me the same way, or not better than he did when we first met. Like literally to this day. He awesome still definitely awesome, totally goal. awesome song. totally mm-hmm. awesome song. all day long. You know what I'm saying, all day long. So um, that's it. And I mean, he, but he definitely tells me. He definitely tells me all the time. He says, you know, woo, I can't even slip with you. Not at all, sir. Not at all. Not at all. No yeah. sir. No sir. Cannot slip with me. So I'm expecting you to be the same way or not better than you was when I first met you. Because I, I try to be. Like, I try to be. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's the thing, right? So if y'all just try to get to the point, uh, you, mm, One thing that me and Tashika talk about all time is about wearing your heart on your sleeve at first. Mm-hmm. And giving it away so freely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I just didn't. I just did How do you think I could meet those guys or not? I didn't sleep with them. And all those kind of things because I literally kept it as a friend and I would do stuff like I would invite, I would ask a guy out and when we went out, I would pay because I would want him to know if he could go, first of all, we just chilling, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You got no hold wow. on me. I ain't got no hold on you. we just I don't chillin'. need you. I don't and need I'll need you. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need you. It's not like a need thing here. Like, you know, we're going to go out and I if I invite you out, I will pay. And I, and it would actually get to the point where if I knew halfway through the date that you wasn't it. I start and they'll be like, oh, well, can we go out tomorrow? I'm like, nah, because I'm going out with so and so tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, how you going to go talk about another guy? Wow. We just chilling. We just chilling, though. <laughs> We're not really in a relationship. We just chilling. And I'm an adult. I'm a free adult. Like, what are we doing? We just chilling. Yeah. So there was no need for me to sit over here and get all whoop to whoop about it. Why? I mean, you know, we just friends. I invited you out. Or, if I felt like he was getting a little crazy through the day, I tell you quick, you ain't got to pay for me, sweets. I got it. <laughs> you ain't got to pay for me. I'm good. I got I brought maybe my cave. I'm good. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Cause I just I had like these standards and I knew exactly what it was that I wanted. And I was very clear with that. And all I kept hearing him say, you have not because you asked something. Oh, okay, cool. Let me ask for what I want. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I keep getting closer, team. I keep getting closer, but girl. You're, you're, right,
0: you're, you're dropping closer. gems you're
1: right now. So
0: many things. <laughs> I'm gosh, telling you. I mean, you it know,
1: get better every time. It, it get better every
0: time. I just think mm-hmm. yes, it. it mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I have to admit, you get better. You definitely get better. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just one of those things where you know, you just, it's a work, it's a work. So I don't have any anxiety about it. I never, I haven't had any anxiety about any of that for a very, very long time, and um. And honestly, let me just be truthful. I think it was a relationship that I was in that really made me feel really, really less than an inferior. And I think the, that that was this was the outcome of that. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, that was because because he made me feel a certain way. Then I had to take some time out just to get myself together and go mm. back to the point where I understand myself worth. And then when I came back out the gate, I was in a different place. I was just in a different place at that point. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you know, and it it was like, it was like simple stuff, like, like, um, you had to love me the way I was. You had to love me if I don't lose a single pound ever a life again, like ever, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You gotta love me just like this. Like if I don't lose not one more inch or poundage, you gonna love me anyway, just like this. You know what I'm saying? And if I gain weight, guess what? You better suck that thing up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it was, like, it, was, it was like these little things. And it was like, and I was very, very serious about that. Like, I think right now, women, um, we just don't do a good job with really loving ourselves and really understanding our self-worth because we want, a mean, we, we don't want to be strong. We don't want to have to be strong. We want someone to come in and help take care of this whole load. But, hey, I feel like in the end, you know, we got to do what we got to do. And if you don't love you enough to stand up and, and say, this is what I will not accept, then he ain't going to love you enough either because he's going to try to get over. Not all the time, but the men I think that are really worth it, they're not going to take anybody. They're not going to take garbage anyway, though. they just not. I could have never came to my husband in the state I was in prior to, you know, a couple years before that because I wasn't really mentally ready. I just wasn't because he was a real man and he was looking for a real woman. And there it was. <laughs> so, yeah we all off the book. Thank you, Tima. Thank you for that.
1: You. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> thank you for, that. For, just, for just having us go all off in a little, a little tangent. But I'm glad I can help and I could share. I'm glad I can help and share. You know, I don't mind that. So, um, I think at this point, you know, we're going to sort of wrap this up because we've actually been on for a really long time. So ladies, as always, I thank y'all so much for sitting here and, um, Weighing in on this book, you know, with us, you know, with, with me again, I mean, <clears throat> this chapter was a little different from our last chapters, right? Because this chapter, I think, was a little bit more serious with it. It had a different feel to it, a different tone to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm so glad that we had these conversations because, as always, we always have some really good, interesting conversations yeah, on yeah, this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on yeah. this, on this chat. So, um, yeah, so do y'all have any closing remarks? Do y'all have anything y'all want to add? See, team, I give you a chance to get your plug in right now, ma'am. You can get your plug.
1: In. I was just about to say, okay, this time I will plug <laughs> myself. <laughs> right, please okay, get plug so a few things. First, if you're in the Newark, New Jersey, New York area, I'm having an event in two weeks on February 23rd. Um, it's for my business and community called the Soul Beauty Chat. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can find more information on soulbeautychat.com. And that's soulbeautychat.com. And um, also I have a podcast. So um, on my podcast, I talk about similar topics, but around faith, self-care, just like practical guidance to help you to walk in your God-given purpose. Like I'm really passionate about helping people like, take those steps to really do whatever it is that they feel like they've been called to do and infusing that in with self-care and with just super simple, simplified tips and takeaways like just like in this conversation I'm like well you gotta tell us how like I'm all about the how so, <laughs> so if you're interested in that you can um, find it on anchor, iTunes, Spotify all of those places and it's just the Soul Beauty chat as well
0: and all her information will be, you know, down in, the, in this podcast. It will be there in, in the um, description and everything. So feel free just to click the links. And so she's, since she's giving her plug, I just want to say that I'm also doing an event in the Maryland area. So if you're in the Maryland area this weekend, please stop by because also just like my, my beautiful sister, I also care about purpose and, and <clears throat> purpose and your God-given talents. You know, um, so that's what I will be actually hosting this weekend, is a purpose Workshop here in the Maryland area. So, feel pre- please click on waterwalkers.net. Check me out, <clears throat> stop by and see me. Um, yeah, it'd be cool. So, Chica, what you got? You got anything? We got no plugs, ma'am. But, you got anything? <laughs> no. you, got, you got a house party or something you want to show up at next weekend? What we doing? <laughs> what you got? I'm good. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm actually good on this but I'm good on this <laughs> I'm just saying at this point you tell us what time to be there you know we all show up so I'm just like <laughs> no. I'm, nah, we, I'm check right. right.
1: I don't want all the people here I don't want all the people
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right then ladies well all, all, as always I love you all so much and I will actually be talking to you again soon and next week we will actually be discussing chapter 6 of Shook 1 <clears throat> excuse me Charlemagne the God's book Shook 1 Chapter six is Parental Paranoia, mm-hmm. So parental, par- 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 um, parental par- paranoia. So Tashika, I'm sure this is gonna be all up, in, up and down your lane. And I'm sure mm-hmm. I have a little couple things to do with it too. And Tima, just cause you don't have any kids yet, don't matter. I'm sure you're <laughs> <can have>, you <laughs> gonna have the way to add in. So, um, I'm looking forward to talking to you all next week about this. And um, for all those sisters out there listening, to peace in the middle. Thank you so much for your time. As always, I'm so humbled that you decided to spend any time here with us. And um, I look so forward to um, talking to you all again. Thanks. Bye, Bye, ladies. Bye.